Motley Fool Money, Stock of the Week. G'day Fools, I'm Scott Phillips, the Motley Fool's Chief Investment Officer here in Australia and welcome to another Motley Fool Stock of the Week. Where we pull back the curtain on one Motley Fool recommendation, give you the entire investment thesis, including the risks, for free on YouTube and on the Motley Fool Money podcast. Thank you for spending some time with us. We hope you will enjoy this. This hopefully gives you hey, a little bit of something free, consider it our gift to you, but also a sense of what The Motley Fool does, the way we look at the businesses that we recommend and some of the insights into this particular recommendation. If it's right for you, fantastic. If not, then make sure you do your own thing because we can only give you general advice, not personal advice. And while I'm here, two more quick things. Firstly, this is a buy recommendation right now. We're recording this on Richie Benno Day the 22nd of the 2nd, 22, in February. If you're listening or watching this another day, week, month, year after, just remember we could change our recommendation at any point on this stock. We don't intend to. We're long-term investors. You've said, I've said this before. You've heard and seen it before, but I'll say it again. We don't intend to change things. We are bringing you stocks we think have really good long-term potential, but circumstances change. We may change those circumstances. Speaking of short and long-term, we're also making no promises, nor are we giving any even sense of what we think might happen over the very short term. Days, weeks, months, no one knows where share prices are going. Of course, they might go up, they might go down, neither of which will necessarily indicate where the business is over the long term. You know, businesses like Berkshire Hathaway have fallen 50% or more on three separate occasions from high to low. I own shares in those. Another company I own shares in Amazon. They've fallen from highest to lows more times than I could count, and yet they've gone up meaningfully over the long term. On the flip side, a business that goes up tomorrow because the market gets excited makes it be a rubbish business. So short term, price targets and forecasts are for mugs. We are long-term investors here at The Motley Fool. And speaking of we, speaking of investors, and speaking of analysts extraordinaire, let me bring to you Andrew Leggett. G'day, mate. How are you? Hey, Scott. I'm doing well. And it's a good thing that you you started off by talking about long-term investing because this company that we're, I'm about to uh, discuss, it's definitely not got a short-term thesis. It is a long-term thesis. <laughs> Excellent. Well, with that tease, I like it a lot. Let's get into a business called Pentanet. The code on the ASX is 5GG. Now, uh, Andrew made the point before we started this recording that that is what the Phillips, Phillips' law of investing. One of those laws is don't invest in a company with a number in its ticker. Uh, a rule made to be broken, of course, just a, a bit of a, a bit of humour uh, because businesses like to kind of, you know, make those, those little ASX tickers a bit sexy, a bit interesting, try and grab some attention. 5GG, Penta 5, 5GG, okay, I'm kind of getting something here, but... I'm not the expert on Pentanet, thankfully for everybody. You are. So, mate, just before we get into the investment thesis itself, give us a sense of what Pentanet does. Yeah, so it's a recently listed company. It only IPO'd just over a year ago. Um, it's founder-led, so its founder, Stephen Cornish, owns 23% of the company still. Um, nice. okay. And as you get with founder-led companies that have just hit the market recently, <laughs> you usually get a good story. And I'll start off with the... Uh, with how you know how Pentanet came into being, and um, essentially Excellent. mean essentially was born from Stephen Cornish not enjoying his uh, journeys down Summoners Rift, which for those that are okay. those of the uninitiated is the mythical land that um, League of Legends battles take place in. He wanted to. Okay. Uh, he's an avid gamer. He wanted to get better at League of Legends and rank up. Um, but was finding that his internet service in Perth was 
a bit of a hindrance. <laughs> so right, he okay. actually, I, if I remember the story correctly, he may have even sold his house and built his first tower to oh, try wow. and, okay. you know, to try and get this. That's some serious commitment to a game, can I tell you? If you're selling your house so you can get better at League of Legends, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what that says, either brave or crazy brave, but uh, it's a good start. Hey, there's, there's been League of Legends finals that have been watched by more people than who have watched the Super Bowl. It is, it is, it is a big go. deal. And it's, if you can okay. be good at it, it's worth kind of investing your time in. But uh, Fair, fair, okay. Essentially, like, that gaming angle we'll get to because that does kind of flow through... Um, the the kind of pentanet to what it is today. Okay. Uh, but what okay. a lot of people, especially for people who live in Western Australia, what they may know pentanet for is a telecommunications company. Not the most exciting okay. thing in the world, um, <laughs> but it. So it's an internet service provider, and it it is no. It has a lot of really positive reviews in Perth, which is where it's focused. Okay. Um, and their claim to fame kind of is being able to offer really super fast uh, internet speeds, which is something that you know I think a lot of people in Australia value, don't always get. Um, <laughs> yeah. In fact, at one stage, and may still even be the case, uh, they were boasting the fastest um, kind of residential internet speeds in Australia. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, mate, is the 5GG kind of code, the Pentanet name, are we talking 5G wireless here or are we actually talking NBN-style fixed cable internet? What, what, how do they provide their internet in Perth? They, they do do NBN plans, which we know is like okay. very regulated about what you can do. They do do that, yep. but they do yep. do other services on top of that and fixed wireless. Right, and, okay. Um, you know, they've got deals with dark fibre and things like that for their enterprise customers okay, cool. and things like that as well. So... They, they kind right, of cover sense. the whole lot um, and they haven't and what we'll get to maybe when we go into the investment thesis a bit more, they are rolling out a brand new um, type of technology which sounds really interesting. It was actually initially conceived in the halls of Facebook um, but we'll get to that later. So essentially okay, its main business at the moment is um, an in- internet service provider, telecom business. Cool. Uh, and if that was all Pentanet is, I'm not sure I'd be talking about it here today. They, they've been growing really fast. They've got really great reviews, but it's very Perth-centric. Perth's not the biggest market in Australia. Um, yeah. you know, there's value to being a niche player, but it's not the got the potential upside that I, I would like when I'm, I'm looking at a company. What has got my attention is its shift into what's called cloud gaming. And that's the second bow in its in its arrow and goes back to the founder's roots of, you know, wanting to get better of League of Legends. And what cloud <laughs> yeah. gaming essentially is, is now you could spend thousands of dollars kitting out, you know, a computer in your in your home to be this really mm-hmm. optimal gaming machine, best graphics cards, you know, fast internet speeds, access to servers, all that type of thing. But cool. what cloud gaming allows you to do is to take your everyday computer and then for a subscription fee that's, you know, a, a, a fraction of what you would need to outlay to get a high-quality gaming rig in your house, um, right. you can access through the cloud in external servers that same material. 
and play your game. Oh, so cool. you you have like the high you know best graphics access to the best graphics, you know highest frame per seconds and you know lowest latency kind of you know gaming experience because there's nothing nothing more annoying when you're trying to play a game online and all of a sudden it starts buffering and you know the yeah. the graphics are all weird um, so it's essentially allowing you're getting you getting shot and you can't respond your gaming exactly. yeah yeah it's it, it, exactly like you're standing there in Fortnite waiting for it to refresh <laughs> and someone just Start runs up oh. yeah 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 yeah. You know, and by the time it actually refreshes, it's like, okay, you've been eliminated. And it's like, but I didn't even have yeah, a chance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's the second part. And um, that's the part that's that I'm really interested in. And that's the, mm-hmm. I think that's the main part of its investment thesis um, and why I've been following and very interested in Pentanet as an investment opportunity. So it's sounding to me, and I'm going to, I'm going to horribly butcher this analogy, but, but work with you for a second. The idea of being able to kind of use the cloud to get the access to that stuff feels to me a combination of the Amazon Web Services kind of idea that cloud computing gets done over there and then the results come to you, but also some version of kind of Microsoft Office and Google Docs. And again, I know this isn't gaming, but the idea of kind of being able to access that stuff rather than downloading the stuff on your computer, you're getting it over there. And your screen just becomes kind of the the dumb terminal to use the to use the lingo, where you kind of get access to what's going on somewhere else. We got used to that with Google Docs. We got used to that with cloud computing more broadly, even internet banking. I suppose. I mean, these are cloud applications, but taking that idea to gaming seems pretty new. Am I am I kind of somewhere close to the, the sort of optionality and the service that the, these guys are trying to deliver? Yeah. So it's essentially gaming as a service. <laughs> nice. You've mentioned some really big companies there. Now, what I haven't mentioned yet is who Pentanet has teamed up with in order to okay. bring its cloud gaming platform to Australia, and that's a, Let's do that. a, a not-so-small company called NVIDIA, which is okay. a you know, one of the biggest you know, computer chip graphic card manufacturers yeah, yeah. in the world. Their chips are in everything. They are a, a huge business also very, uh, you know, because of their graphics cards and what that can do for gaming, very, very kind, that's a very big market for that. And they have actually yeah. built, um, you know, one of the leading cloud gaming platforms in the world in what's called GeForce Now. And that is the brand that Pentanet have actually struck a deal with NVIDIA to bring to Australia. So they have they are not okay. just getting into this by themselves. They are teaming up with yeah. one of the, the biggest and best names in the business, you know, to do that. And I, I'm i sure a lot of people, you know, maybe listen to this and it's like cloud gaming, you know, is this some niche kind of little little product. Because, but gaming is actually a huge market. Gaming is bigger yeah. than the movie industry and music industry combined. It's bigger than the North American sports industry. It's, you know, when it comes to sheer amount of hours spent, and entertainment, gaming's like right up there, and even uh, I'm just trying to bring up some figures. But uh, even the the ACMA, the the Australian you know communications media uh, kind of authority, they've actually predicted that in Australia, uh, you know, the market for cloud gaming is going to be worth around seven point nine billion dollars in 2021, and so that was. Well, last year now. So that yeah, goes to yeah. show the, the sheer size of the potential opportunity here. 
And, you know, we I would expect that to continue growing at a decent clip uh, moving forward. So we have this really large market that's coming. We've seen, I can see in America, uh, it's becoming popular, uh, especially to hardcore gamers, but increasingly to more mm-hmm. people. Um, like your, your more casual gamer who just want a, want a good experience. Um, because these games are, you know, they're works of art in themselves. Like they're increasingly becoming very sophisticated, big storylines, great graphics, worlds in their own. Um, so you, you kind of want to experience that in the best possible way. And Pentanet's really trying to set itself up to be, you know, the first mover or top dog in that industry mm. and partly by teaming up with, you know, a name like NVIDIA, I, I think it has mm. the chance to to make, you know, a lot of really, you know, really good inroads already. Like it, it only, the cloud gaming platform only was launched in October 2021. So it was only a few months ago, but we've already seen in its recent half yearly results, there's already around 92,000 active subscribers to it. Uh, so that that's a, that's a decent amount. And I, I would expect that, I, I hope, because I'm here recommending it as a potential buy opportunity, <laughs> I would hope yeah. that that continues to grow, grow at a rapid rate into the future. Mm. Um, mm. So that's kind of what I see as... It's nice. It the big kind of uh, the big thing to hang the investment thesis on. Um, you know, it, it's a risky one. Uh, you know, in motley full terms, we might call it a bit of a rule breaker because it's trying to upset existing industries and do something different. Um, and it's kind of this young upstart trying to take the flight to you know much bigger players. Uh, even in its even in it just its uh, its um, its uh, telecommunications business. You know. It's got a very good reputation in Metropolitan Perth, but mm. it's not the only player in Metropolitan Perth. And there's some other companies like Telstra and TPG that would also offer Heard services in that. Yeah. So <laughs> the only way a company can do that is by being a mm. crazy enough to kind of want to take these big big guys on and yep. be arrogant enough to think that it's, it's good enough to do so. And um, so far, like, you know, there's almost 15,000 active subscribers on its telecommunications platform, um, that was 55% higher than it was 12 months ago. Uh, and really low churn rate, so they're not losing less than 1% per month. So they're not losing a lot of customers. So um, And they're kind of growing revenue in the double digits as well. So that side's showing that they're not just being crazy. They're actually, they're actually you know, making this work and actually starting to take market share, even though you've got much bigger companies with much bigger resources targeting that same market. In fact, and this is potentially a risk, which we're not up to yet, but one of the things I've seen is that some people's biggest problem with Pentanet is that it is not available in their location at the moment because it hasn't expanded its network that far. Um, But thankfully, its cloud gaming platform not only builds upon what it has done in Perth, it's now bringing its brand to, um, you know, all over Australia. Like that's, mm. And it's kind of helping expand its business uh, beyond that little kind of Perth market. Um, and just one little thing, like this is not, it's, it's a minor part of the company, but something that I think will help it also fulfil that 
cloud gaming uh, business that it's trying to build is that Pentanet also owns a reasonably successful Australian esports team that has actually went on and com- and competed internationally for League of Legends. So I think that reputation, so the fact that it is able, it's been taking on the big guys in Perth and appears to be doing a good job at winning market share and actually fulfilling its promise of offering reliable high-speed internet. The esports team, which shows a passion for gaming, and then this the partnership with a company like NVIDIA that's allowing it to bring one of the best cloud gaming brands to Australia, of which it has for at least a, a period of time exclusivity over. Mm. I think that all kind of helps really give it a strong foundation to try and build what could become a very, very large and profitable business because, as we've seen from these subscription businesses, you know, <laughs> once you've built the the kind of infrastructure, and this goes mm. for the telecom business as well, the more people you can funnel through that, the lower the incremental cost of adding customers means that mm. as the revenue increases, profit can has the potential to increase at a much higher rate. And that is something I hope to see in the future. And that's the essential uh, investment thesis for Pentanet. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. I assume this is not a business without risk, at least at the current valuation. Yeah, I mean, no business is without risk. Even Apple and Amazon have risks. Um, so, and Pentanet is definitely not Apple or Amazon. Just for transparency, I own <laughs> I own Apple. Now that I've mentioned it, I should make that clear. I know you know you own Amazon. No, thank you. Um, I do. Well done. So the the risks for Pentanet, um, and the, the main risk I think, and this kind of goes across both of its uh, main business segments, is whether it can scale. It's still a young business. Um, it's still very early days. Um, it's still money losing. Even in the telecom business, um, a key mm. a key thing will be whether it can actually scale that business to the point that a it becomes profitable and b it yeah. you know becomes something that can add value for investors and actually increase the value of the company. Uh, so mm. we we can see it growing. We can see I've seen that profit is heading the right way. It's you know it's mm. still losing money but that loss is getting less and less as the revenue grows, which is kind of what you would expect. Um, Eventually, you would like to see it become big enough that those businesses, particularly the telecom business, which is a pretty established business model, um, you know, becomes profitable. Uh, So scale is the big question. It's the big if. Um, We're not going to know that yet. Um, And then you add in the fact that so far, its te- telecom business is very Metro Perth and not even all of Metro Perth. Uh, how, you know, is there enough possibility in that, in that city to create like this, you know, valuable telecom business whilst it's going on its loftier ambitions of creating a Australia-wide <laughs> cloud gaming business? Uh, so that's, mm. that's kind of the main risk there. We do know on the telecom side, as I've already mentioned, there's some big players in there. Telstra has a pretty strong 
foothold across Australia. We've even seen companies like Aussie Broadband um, that are on that are on the smaller side, you know, be able to take on these big guys and win market win market share. But you know that all of these are companies that Pentanet is going to have to um, compete with. So it's it's not a it's not an easy market. It's going to be hard in that telecom business. Um, and NBN again, like it, it's trying to build a network. And one thing I forgot to say earlier is it, it is trying to build this what, what it calls its Nexus product, which is uses like Teragraph technology, which is it's really cool when you read about it. It's this like decentralized kind of network, te- telecom network where you use nodes that are essentially on people like when you use nodes throughout the networks to kind of make sure that if there's any obstacles in the way you can reroute the signal to get the, oh, cool. to get to them so that we're it, you know best way of probably thinking about it is like you know a google mesh kind of thing for your home mm-hmm. where you can use like the google devices to help take your from your modem and expand the wi-fi it's yeah, looking yeah. at doing yep. that on a city basis. That's cool. Um, which it thinks can offer up to like uh, one gigabyte per second internet speeds. Wow. Um, That's amazing. Which is important because what I was about to get to in the risks is we know NBN, which is something that yeah. many of us are probably watching, using to watch this video. Um, that's very regulated. It sets the prices that you can offer and... That's kind of that's kind of it. But by having its own network and being able to build these, it should it's hopefully looking at a way of, you know, creating something that's going to be a bit more valuable, a bit less, you know, able to be copied by other people. Um, mm-hmm. So, but that is the risk. There's going to be a lot of investment. They think this telegraph technology can be done largely through existing infrastructure, but there's going to be. A, extra investment there somewhere, especially if they decide to take this further. Um, NBN's regulated. The, te- the telecom business is going to be a hard one, especially when you're just focused on a small market. On the cloud gaming side, you know, the risk is, again, scale. It's an emerging market. Mm. There's not a, not a lot of it in Australia at the moment, even in America, like which is typically, a, you know, further ahead than Australia. We're seeing that, you know, it's... Cloud gaming platforms are just starting to come into popularity and starting to be used. Now, I've been enthused by the good reviews for Pentanet's um, cloud gaming platform so far in the very short time that it's been open. But, you know, that's there's still a lot of uncertainty there, like about how this business is going to be developed. In a few months, mm. they've already got 92,000 subs, but if I do some back-of-the-envelope um, kind of calculations based on the latest results. I think most of them would be using the free tier of the cloud right. gaming platform at the moment. So they're not <laughs> generating revenue. Yeah. Um, that's not yeah. unexpected for something that is just yeah. new to the market. Uh, people want to try it out before they decide to pay the $19.99 per month or $17.99 average price if you pay a, an, an annual kind of fee. Um but we don't know how this is going to scale. We don't know how popular it's going to be. Um, we don't know what the sheer market size is for a cloud gaming service in Australia because, 
there hasn't really been much to look at to kind of make that comparison. Um, they are hoping now that they've got it rolling, they're, they're trying to do other things as well to convert, you know, to make it into the, the most economical, viable business that it can be. They're going to introduce new pricing de- pricing tiers. So it's not, you don't just go from free to the, the, the most premium. You can pick and choose, which will probably help turn some of the free people into paying customers, but may also take some of the premium customers and see them become less premium. Um, so there's there's a lot to play out here. The final thing that I'll talk about regarding risks is I've mentioned NVIDIA as an asset. Yeah. Now I'm going to talk about it as a liability in that if you're a small company and you team up with one of these, one of the world's largest companies, you can be sure yeah. you don't have the power in that relationship and they are going to take their, their pound of flesh. And that's true with NVIDIA. So in order for Pentanet to have exclusive rights to its GeForce Now cloud gaming platform in Australia, it is required to purchase a certain quantity of NVIDIA products. Um, right. That's not a surprise. They also have to pay NVIDIA a revenue share from that in US dollars as well. So you also add in a little bit of foreign exchange risk there, although in the grand scheme of things, that's probably going to turn out to be a minor thing. But what this means is that for Pentanet to keep building this platform, it has to, in a way, keep buying these NVIDIA racks and NVIDIA servers. Mm. And yeah. if it doesn't do so, then it loses it, its exclusivity. So, you know, if they did lose, it would probably not be the end of the world, assuming they've already built... Mm kind of everything out to be, you know, a popular and well-respected kind of, you know, product in that market. But you would prefer to have NVIDIA on your side than not. So, you know, really would. That, when, that's what I'm saying. When you have a big company, they have a lot of power. NVIDIA has a big say. We've seen what can happen with much larger companies than Pentanet. Um, on ShareAdvisor, we're aware of, you know, Jumbo Interactive, who sells online lotto tickets and... Because of that, they basically are beholden to Tabcorp, who owns the lotteries, to mm. kind of allow them the license to sell those tickets. And they Tabcorp said, hey, we want a little bit more of the dollars that you guys are making. And they had to do so. Um, yeah. We can see a similar situation like that with Pentanet and NVIDIA, where NVIDIA says, hey, you're doing great work. You're making a lot... Your phenomenal progress so far. We love what we're seeing. Um, hey, our kind of contract's coming up to an end. And if you guys want to renew now and keep working with us, we now want to take more of that revenue than what right. we were before. Um, it's kind of a risk, risk-free risk deal for NVIDIA. You know, firstly, it's small. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they're just, yeah, you're going to buy from us. We'll do some of the managing of it, but, you know, if we don't like what we're seeing, then, you know, whatever. But you guys are going to have to decide whether you want to keep us on side or not. Um, exactly. And that's that's a big, big risk, especially for what I admit is a investment thesis that's very heavy 
on believing, some would say hoping, that this cloud <laughs> gaming business can turn into like a really large, meaningful business moving forward. Nice. Let's go to that then. Let's wrap this up, mate, with our patented first floor to 31st floor elevator pitch. You've got 30 to 60 seconds. Give me the quick lowdown. Summarise everything we've just talked through, which is a heap of detail. Mate, really appreciate you sharing that detail with us. Why should our viewers and listeners consider an investment in Pentanet? Yeah, so Pentanet is a high-risk but potential high-return option that will give investors exposure into what I think will become a major industry in the future, which is cloud gaming. Uh, on the on the on the side, you also have a reasonably successful, hopefully soon to be profitable uh, telecommunications business. And you know, if it does work out, then I think at current prices, it's a it's a great opportunity. There you go, fools. Pentanet 5GG on the ASX. Big hopes, big dreams, big possible market if you can get both the ISP business and most importantly, the cloud gaming business right. Andrew, thank you for sharing your time and expertise with us. Really appreciate it. And Falls, thank you for spending some time with us listening to or watching this particular episode. A reminder that if you are listening to it on the Motley Fool Money podcast feed, check out our other podcast, The Good Oil with Scott Phillips. And also don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for The Motley Fool Australia. Or if you want to go straight there, youtube.com slash C slash Fool AU. Uh, if you are on the YouTubes, thank you for doing that. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get every episode sent directly to you so you don't miss a single episode of the sort of brilliance, the sort of insight that Andrew has brought to you. We have the whole Motley Fool team rotating through Stock of the Week. We have Stocks in Focus, our separate series. We have our favourite investment books, media appearances, so much free stuff on YouTube. So make sure you do check that out. And of course, if you are on YouTube and you like a podcast, check out those other two podcasts as well. We're on all the socials. You know where to find us. Just look for at Andrew Leggett on Twitter. I'm at TMF Scott P on Twitter and Insta. And we're at The Motley Fool AU on both those platforms. And if you're on Facebook, jump to facebook.com slash The Motley Fool Australia or facebook.com slash Scott Phillips Money. You can follow me. So, Phils, thanks for spending a bit of time with us. We hope we've given you another idea, a buy recommendation, no less, from The Motley Fool for your consideration. But thanks for spending that time with us. We know you can do anything else you want, but you're here and we appreciate it. So, on behalf of Andrew and myself and the whole Motley Fool team, until next time, full on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691. Listener.